Blog Talk Radio. everyone. Thank you for tuning in to Energy Awareness Radio. It is amazing how much time we adults spend attempting to get back to the peaceful, calm, carefree days of our youth. You know, we had it at one time, 
and we lost it due to the influence of parents and siblings, teachers and society. Those simple days are not so simple and carefree for the youth of today, however. They come into this world innocent and thirsty to learn, grow, and live a free-spirited life, but requirements and obligations seem to be thrust upon them more so than ever at a much earlier age now. And we find children, those little innocents, need so much help. They need the appropriate tools now so they may carry them forward in life, and they won't end up, like most of us, seeking what we had, yearning for what is missing. But the tools we are talking about for our children also very much work for adults too. So stay tuned to learn how you, as well as those little ones in your life, can work together toward the goals of peace, calm, and joy. This is your host, T-Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio. I am the founder and CEO of the Soji Huggles Children's Foundation, a nonprofit dedicated to providing the basic necessities of life to underprivileged children. I'm also a reconnected healing practitioner, certified vibrational sound therapist, and positive psychology and energy psychology practitioner at Quantum Wellness Center, my private practice located in Sussex County, New Jersey, where Energy Awareness Radio streams to you live each and every week. Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. Audible.com has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products to choose from, so you can listen whenever and wherever you want. Just download the title you prefer free of charge and start listening when you sign up for a 30-day trial at audibletrial.com slash energyawareness. That's audibletrial.com slash energyawareness. My guest is Marie Delanote. Born in Belgium, she had a fascination in spiritual practices from a very early age, and she engaged in extensive study in areas such as oracle cards, witchcraft, entities, palmistry, Reiki, and and so much more. And over the years, numerous courses have enhanced her knowledge and abilities. She provides one-on-one consultations in chakra therapy, crystal therapy, past life regression, mediumship, reading of oracle cards, and numerology. And she is the... ...for children, which is our topic for discussion. So welcome to the show, Marie. Thank you for taking time to join us here at Energy Awareness Radio. How are you being? Um, very well, thank you. Thank you very much for having me on the show. Ah, well, thank you very much for joining us. I know we had to postpone it previously. I think it was September, and, and I'm grateful that you were able to come back. I've been excited about this show because, you know, the little people in our lives, they're so very, very important, and they have to grow up so quickly. And I liked your book very much because it really helps give them tools so that in that growing up, in that kind of area where they are not always allowed to be children you know, it gives them the tools they need to help them manage their emotions a whole lot better. So before we really get into the book, why don't you, we start with you telling us a bit about you and your background? <laughs> um, okay. Um, well, my youth was a little bit harder and more difficult, and I think that's actually where the base of um, this book already lies. Um, I grew up with parents who 
didn't really speak about their emotions, about their feelings. There was a lot of anger. Um, it also when, when I was, was angry or I wanted something, um, it was like, go to your room. But there was no real room for discussing what was really going on um, in, in my emotional world. And I think that that's what I dragged with me. And um, at the end of the day, to already go a bit deeper into the meaning um, of the book, at the base of depression, anxiety, self-harm, so mental health problems lie trapped emotions. So just like previous generations where people um, would say, uh, you know, just get on with it or, or it's not that bad, you're actually belittling uh, what is really going on in, in the child's emotional world. So that was my beginning, really. And, and I, I don't, you know, blame my parents because that's what, how they were brought up. Um, it was a way of being strong. Um, but so having that as a background, it was quite difficult um, growing up and, and always stuffing away my emotions. And, and eventually that did lead to anxiety um, and, and depression as well, um, and, and desperately trying to control that very uncontrollable life um, through using o OCD. Um, and it was only really when I had my first um, children that, that, that everything, because I have four children, and it's only when my boys, my first two children were born, that I started to realize that something had to change because I could see everything's energy and from parents to children and so on, things just carry on. And I noticed that they also found it very difficult dealing with their emotions. And it, it was also anger outbursts. And, and so for me, that was a big changing point of realizing I need to do something about this myself before I can help them. And I started reading loads and loads about the law of attraction, about energy. So even though I already was in the whole spiritual world and I could see entities and I was helping other people to heal, um, I was struggling enormously myself, funnily enough. People don't, don't, don't realize that, that, you know, we also have our path to walk the people that heal other people. Um, right. Only then I, I really started to, to go deeper into the whole emotional world. How does it work? What can we do? You know, how can I be happy so I can teach my children how to be happy? How I can break the circle of anger, depression, anxiety? Um, because I, I'm one of four sisters, and three or four of us struggled with um, one of my sisters' bulimia, or it was depression. Um, so it was a circle I really, really needed to break. I think that's great because, you know, kudos to you for taking that on and seeing it and realizing it because so many times in families, people just continue to perpetuate what they see, what they learn because they don't know any better. It takes someone with great strength to be able to say, okay, I'm going to break this circle and I'm going to do better with it. And it's probably because you did have children of your own. You wanted to help them so much because, you know, they're from you. They're your children. So I applaud you yeah. for that very much, particularly in the way that you wrote the book. It's, it's definitely geared toward children, but in the way that you can, as a parent, work with your child with this book, you're going to get it too. So I think you're also yeah. helping 
the parent as well. Do you agree with that? Oh, yes, fully. Because at the end of the day, there's, in the Acorns to Great Oak, there's 22 different exercises. And I wrote them first for me. Um, and they are visualization exercises because then they're called meditations. And, you know, meditation is such a broad word, word actually. It's more it's mindfulness. And there's so many different techniques in there. But what I really use, because I'm a very visual person when I perform healing on people as well, I always, um, I, I see, that's my, that's my strength, um, I, I see what's going on. So that's why I focus on, on visualizing. So using a visualization um, to change things um, is, is an incredibly powerful thing. And the exercises were made for me first, because it's the same like when you're in an aeroplane, uh, when you need oxygen, you put it on yourself first because without you, you can't help your child. So it's a real cooperation of the parents understanding what's going on and maybe even do it together with the children because children learn from their parents. If they see their, their parents work on themselves and yes, we all make mistakes and, and that is good to, that the children also see, okay, mommy hasn't got it easy today, but she's working on this. It gives them the right... Um, uh, it, it shows them uh, how it's done, that it is okay to have bad days, but then we can do something about it to make ourselves feel better. And that is the base of the exercises as well. We go and acknowledge what we're feeling, but then we're coming on to a different subject regarding um, the book again. We acknowledge what we feel, and then we use our visualization um, to get to a better feeling place. Yes, and I think that the fact that the book is written with, okay, so first we have the words, you know, first we have like a, a, a list of contents and allow the child to choose what their emotion is, what meditation that they, or visualization they want to do. But the interesting thing is, or the, the great thing is that you've got on one page the words that show, you know, this is what you say and this is what you do, the exercise you do. But you also offer pictures so that if a child has or, or an adult, has difficulty with visualization, this helps them to get there because sometimes they need that extra little nudge. Yes, exactly, because not everyone is visual. Not, not everyone is used to working that way. I'm used to working that way, That's, but to me it comes really easy. But I know from people who are not very visual, but through exercising this, through doing the visualization, it, it's like riding a bike, really. The more you do it, the easier it becomes. And the reason also why visualizing is, um, is so important is because we, everything is energy. You know, everything has been, um, and this is not spiritual hoo-ha, like some people might think. This is science. It has been proven. Scientists right. have um, put probes on, on uh, outside of the head. Um, also just not on the head but out away from the head and they still picked up the vibrations from what goes on in the brain which shows which proves that if everything is, is is energy it vibrates out and then we come to the, the explanation of um, light attracts light when what's going on in your mind vibrates low because it's, it's not nice and it's sad and, and it's always angry light attracts light you will attract things with that same vibration. But if you have um, a happy thinking head, you vibrate out high vibrations, which like attracts like, um, like attracts like, which means you will attract happy things. 
Um, so that's, that's where we come to the meaning of why it's so important that we teach our children and ourselves um, to manage our thinking. And now, again, no worries at all if we have bad days. Even the most positive, successful people have bad days. It's part of being human. But through the books, Acorns to Great Hopes, and with these exercises, I really teach people to just to manage it. We feel a certain way. We acknowledge that emotion, whether it's jealousy, anger, sadness, irritation, whatever the emotion is, we acknowledge it. So we, we know what it is about. We try and place it and we, we know, okay, I have to do something here to make myself feel better. And that way I will be back into my higher vibration so I can continue to attract good things in my life. Um, and to explain even deeper about how this thing works, well, it's simply that when you, when you watch the television and you watch a, uh, a, a program it's with violence and everything, um, it will make you feel scared. It will make a child feel scared. It, it, so our emotions react to what we see on that television screen. And that television screen is actually our mind. Depending on the picture we play in our mind, our emotions react to it. And that's where the visualization comes in. When depending on the picture we make in our mind, when we change the picture, when we decide to see something different, our emotions will react to it. And that's how we lift our vibrations and make ourselves feel better. And that is the core point of uh, the exercises in the book. And what's great is that, you know, most meditations are about stillness and focusing on the breath, clearing the mind. It's all the standard stuff we hear all the time. But your meditations mm -hmm. are different from that. And they actually are, they can become a daily practice because they're not, some of them are not really a meditation, but an exercise to do. And you don't have to do it just when you feel the emotion that says to you, oh, I have to do this. For instance, your, your gratitude, creating lots of happy things, or helping others, the magic fairy wand. These are two that should just be incorporated into daily life as a daily practice. And that alone, just doing one of those or both of those on a daily basis is going to change the neural pathways in the child's brain and in the adult brain. We can all change our neural pathways very, very quickly. And it changes that so that you won't have those other instances of reactiveness and you won't need to go to those other tools as often, but they're there if you need them. Yes, exactly. It, it is a practice. It's about, because if you practice the gratefulness um, exercise, um, it, it, again, we are creatures of habit. Um, also reacting angrily, feeling angry, feeling irritated. It's also a habit, but we can make new habits. If we, we practice um, every day, the gratefulness, we will lift our vibration, we, we change the vibration in our mind, in our thinking, in our being, and we come back to what I just explained, you know, it vibrates out, like attracts like, and, and it really changes your life. So it, it's all about creating new positive habits for, for the parents, for the children, um, and that way the children won't have to wait until they're 30 or 40 years old and went through depression or, or anxiety before before they can change their life for the better so they can and, and i find that fantastic that that's how we create the the fabulous new generations that can really change the world and can be a fantastic example for humanity 
um, is by being um, growing up positive and, and knowing how to deal with, with, with everything. Yes, it's almost like a preemptive strike where before you have to go through these things that are indeed going to cause you anxiety and stress and angst and all kinds of uh, depression, you know, and, and then you end up on, you know, Xanax or Lexapro or some other drug that yes. is supposed to help you with these things. You end up this way if you're brought up with this book. And again, this book is not just for children. This will help adults, too. And it's a very quick read for people who tell me, well, I can't meditate. I won't meditate. I don't know how it doesn't work for me. This is a good tool for anybody to start with because the visualization is there. You can see the picture and it will help you. And some of it is laughable because it is geared toward children, you know, and you wouldn't go outside and run around like that necessarily in front of people in, in one of the exercises. But I think that to, to take this book and look at it as a preemptive thing and to give your children these tools now, it, it really should be in schools. So that they can learn this, we would have less bullying. We would have less violence. You know, there we wouldn't have the mean girl issues that are out and about right now. We wouldn't have half of the problems we have in our country with, with guns. And I think that trying to keep people peaceful and calm, and not in a way that you're ignoring what they're going through, but helping them to go through it. Yes. Yeah, it, it's, 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 it's teaching them to acknowledge what they're feeling. That's it. Whatever it is they're feeling, it's fine. Um, but you can deal with it. I, I have this beautiful example, and I, I was really deeply touched um, by this. So because I um, went around to schools as well to, to teach the exercises um, from my book. And there was one little boy, and I know he was clearly from a very troubled um, background. And I had, because he was... Um, often helped by a, a, a specialized um, a learning support teacher and there was a lot of anger there and he sat in the front of the class and we started some, some of the exercises and he just looked at me and he had this enormous anger in his eyes and he just kept staring at me and it was I found it really really deeply up, uh, sad um, to see and because clearly the sadness was causing that anger and he wasn't joining in everyone else in the class uh, had their eyes closed they were just you know going through the visualization exercise listening to the music um because you can do it with there's a cd as well um uh, which you can buy instead of the book and as the as the exercise um ha happened his eyes softened and where before he was just playing with something on, on his desk and he kept just looking at me very angrily his eyes softened his hands relaxed and suddenly he, he closed his eyes and he just sat there and, and he joined into the exercise. And honestly, I, I nearly felt, I nearly cried because I found it so beautiful to see um, what effect uh, these exercises have on children. And, and even afterwards, uh, he, he came to me and he started talking to me. And, and, and I was really, really deeply touched by it. It, it should, they should have mindfulness, just like they have English and maths in schools, they should have mindfulness because it is a life skill. It is a life skill to learn, to relax, to learn how to deal with your emotions, to learn how to use your mind positively, because that is what creates your life. Um, so, yes, I, I am fully, fully behind it that this should be um, a subject for every child in every school. 
Absolutely, and also because when you are in a relaxed state and you're not reacting to the things around you, you are able to create more. You will be able to manifest things more. You will be in flow and in alignment with what your true purpose is, and you'll probably figure it out a whole lot earlier than there are people that never figure it out. They're still figuring it out at you know, 80, 70, 60, 50, 40, whatever. And this mm-hmm. way it gives them the ability to truly be creative when they're in that meditative state. I mean, Einstein used to do this all the time. And when he meditated, he meditated with a rock in his hand so that when the rock fell on the floor, it woke him up. <laughs> he would, he, he, yeah. you know, and he wasn't asleep. He was, he, you know, he, he was not, he was in theta. But he would come to and realize, oh, I need to get back to meditation. But that's where he came up with his greatest ideas. And that's true of all of us. And I think mm-hmm. that is an important, as you said, it is a life skill. Some of the things mm-hmm. that are taught are not life skills. This is extremely important in order to allow this world to survive. So now you're over in England. Is this used in academia? Are you trying to get it into the schools at all? Yeah, that's partly why I started going into schools as well, to introduce it more. It is it is still up and coming. Um, it is definitely not the subject in every school yes there is schools which i know about who are including it more but then again it depends on on the staff it depends on the teachers who are there it, it is it is an enormous change with how it was when i was younger but it is it is changing definitely um it's like with schools where i've been um uh, I've, I've had teachers coming to me oh i will i will use this i've had People um, just emailing me saying, I bought the book or I bought the CD, I've started in my class. So it's more individuals as teachers who um, decide to use it in their class. And then, of course, these children are lucky as, as the next class comes along. If they have that teacher, then they continue it. So it, it, it's slowly happening. It, it's not, we're not fully there the way I have it as a, as a perfect world, but it, it is slowly but surely um, happening. But I, I would love to have it as a, a subject for every child because not everyone has it from home out, um, especially people, children who are not as privileged as, as some children are, who have no touch with, with this knowledge at all. And if they have it in school, um, you know, that, that it, would, it would change. It would change generations. It would change the world out of this sounds big and maybe dreamy, but, but I really, really believe it can change uh, the world, have, teaching children mindfulness from a, from a very young age, becoming, becoming more aware. I agree with you. And, you know, those are really terrific teachers who, who are looking out to see what new things they can offer to their students. So those teachers who are looking out and seeing your book and saying, oh, here's something that's different and is needed. Those are the teachers that will pass it along to other teachers in the school. So right now it's baby steps, but I firmly believe, you know, once we start taking these little steps and it starts to go further along, that this will blossom and it will be out there because it is so very necessary. And I think not just Children don't know how to express themselves well all the time, so they don't know what they're looking for when they feel these emotions, but they know they need something to help them. And if, the, if parents 
can see this. They may even go to the schools and say, you should have this in the schools. You know, sometimes it takes a movement such as that to say, I really want this to be a part of it so that we can get rid of bullying, so that they won't be mean yeah. girls, so that, you know, everybody can get along better. So, you know, part of the marketing plan might be put an ad in the paper and, and say this is a good book for schools to offer or something. Because I truly, yes. I agree with you. I truly believe that this is where you need to start. Yes, I fully agree. Because I have, um, my, my oldest son um, has dyslexia and Asperger's. And I, um, I tell him he's, he's got a magnificent brain. That's why he's different. That's why he thinks differently. But many children don't understand and they find him weird. And he has had to deal with um, bullying. And it's, it's deeply, deeply upsetting. And, and then I think, you know, if children would have mindfulness in school, if they would learn that, you know, everyone's different, to, to have respect for others, to be honest, learn how to look inside themselves and learn to respect themselves, then automatically the rest will follow. Because I think still at the base of the reason why people react angrily or jealous or, or whatever negative emotion it is, is because they have that emptiness and um, that feeling towards themselves. Because if they would find a peace inside themselves, if they would um, learn to love and respect themselves, they wouldn't have that anger or, or the bullying towards someone else. Be because if it's not in you, then you can't have it towards someone else. Or if they have these feelings, because like we said, with humans, it still happens, then they would at least learn how to deal with it. They would learn what to do through mindfulness meditation, how to deal with that emotion so it doesn't, um, so it doesn't make it worse, so it doesn't escalate. They wouldn't have the jealousy either, and that's key, because I yeah. think that the way that we push children in school, and parents do this all the time, you know, they, I think they want to vicariously live through their kids. They weren't successful at soccer, so they push the kid to do soccer, and that child doesn't want to do soccer. That child wants to do something mm -hmm. else, and they push them into different directions. That in the schools pushing us to make the children instead of having a childhood that is filled with creativity and imagination and really allowing yourself to present to the world the gifts that you have through that creative ability, regardless of what it is. You could be a person, I mean, it can be very creative to, to become a doctor. You know, people think, oh, no, creativity, Disney. I'm not talking about Disney. I'm talking <laughs> about presenting your own gift to the world and being able to show this is what I can do. Everybody came in with that. And once you figure out what that is, you don't care what anybody else is doing. You're not jealous. You're not bullying anyone. If anything, you're becoming a cheerleader and you're helping people move on and saying, yeah, you can do it. And that's what, what this book will help children to do. It is a short book. There's not a lot to it. But what is in here in Acorns to Great Oaks is of great magnitude that I agree with you, Marie. It can change this world. And sometimes, you know, keep it simple is a really easy thing to say, but this is a really easy and simple thing to do. So, again, I applaud you for coming up with this concept and showing it in full, words and pictures to help them get from point A to point B. Uh, thank, thank you. It, it, that was that was my full meaning of it because, of course, not everyone is um, is is used to uh, meditation. It, it's still very new for for many people. So I wanted to keep it simple uh, and clear 
for parents and for children. So it, it, the meditations are quite short, uh, and then the picture is there to, to explain exactly, to help them along. Uh, if you're not used to visualization, so how do I do it? What do I see? And through looking at the picture, you can actually just copy what you're seeing in the book into your own mind um, and then continue uh, with the exercises. And you can do them, you know, you, you, they can take one minute. They can, you can do them longer if, if, if you have time to, to really work on this. Um, or if you prefer to really sit down and do them deeply and profoundly, um, you can use a CD because Acorns to Kratos has a CD as well. You can buy that separately. Um, where the meditations have been strung out a bit longer to really um, practice them um, a bit more. But, um, yeah, it, it, it's about, I have to say, these exercises, many of them, I use them just through the day because I'm very used to them now, of course, because I created them. But the more you do them, sure. the more you'll get used to them and you include them in your life. For example, if I have a really stressful day and... Um, and then, for example, if I've, if I've been to London, London is a, is a very busy city, and I live in, in the countryside where it's nice and nice and quiet. And I feel, because mm-hmm. again, everything's energy, you pick up so much from the people around you, um, you know, people who are stressed. And so, so you pick it up in your aura, in your energy field. And it can make you feeling left um, irritated because you're carrying energy which isn't yours and which isn't pleasant. So I will just sit on the train and imagine that I'm in a shower. And, and it literally takes 30 seconds to do this. But with my full visualization, I see all, all the water washing away all those energies which aren't mine. So I will even imagine seeing it in darker colors, whatever, whatever comes up in my mind. Because you have to trust that whatever comes up in your mind, even if you don't expect it, that's because it's needed. And so if I see it as stones or coal or whatever it is and the water washes it away and I can see it stream away from me and then I afterwards I see how everything lightens up around me and it makes me feel better and that's all about why I wrote these exercises as well that the more you do them you can start to apply them just in everyday life whenever you need them or in the morning when when children go to school or you go to work you put yourself in a in a balloon, in your favourite colour. It might sound silly, but it, it works incredibly well. And because a balloon, so it's a transparent balloon, and everything, energy from outside of you, will just, if it comes to you, it will bounce off the balloon and bounce off. So that way you kind of protect your energy field even before you start your day, so it can't even come in. Uh, so it, it's, yeah, it, it's really to use through the day, as you go, um, with whatever that comes up. And to be honest, <clears throat> uh, to be honest, the more you do these exercises and you get used to using visualization um, to deal with life, you'll start making up your own. You'll start using your visualization creatively, and it's all good. Whatever it is you're doing, as long as it works, as long as it makes you feel better, that, that's all you need, really. That, that's what it is about. Right, and the fact that, you know, 
if you're using it on a regular basis, it becomes habitual, which is exactly what you want. This is a good yes. habit to get into. You know, you don't need to smoke, you don't need to drink, you don't need to take drugs. You need to be able to do this because this gives you that little bit of a high yourself. That's a natural high that opens your heart. And when your heart is open, you come from your heart. And when your heart is open and you're coming from your heart, everything that comes back to you is so good and it comes back in an abundance of ways. So, and it's always good. Yes. Two of the two of the meditations that I really liked because I live in the country. I'm about 45 minutes outside of New York City, so I can go to the city and pick up all the negativity I want if I want. <laughs> and then I can come back to the country where we have bears walking through my yard. You know, black bears and deer and and all kinds of things. And two of them. One of them is when you're sad or when you're unsettled. You go into nature. And I think that's really important to teach kids that because we don't treat nature the way nature should be treated. Mother Earth allows us to live on her, and we take advantage of that. And if we just settle in and sit on the ground or go for a walk and notice things in nature, it is extremely meditative, especially if you're walking. It's a walking meditation, and you can learn a lot, and children will ask questions. They're a lot closer to the ground, so they're going to say, what kind of a bug is that? What's this leaf? What is this over here? Everything is, what's this? What's that? What's this? And it's fascinating to go for a walk with a child. And I I know this because when I go for a walk with people, they tell me, you're like a child. You have to look at everything and see what it is. And it's true. I do. I want to notice things. And when I come across an animal, I want to see it. I want to look in the deer's eyes. I want to participate. It lowers your blood pressure and your cortisol levels. It increases your endorphins. It, It gives you this natural type of high. And when you teach children this from the beginning, you know, it helps you sleep better. That's why mothers take children on uh, in a stroller. They go for a walk in a stroller. That baby's going to sleep really well that night because they got outside, got some fresh air, and even though they're not on the ground and they don't see everything, they may look up and see the sky and see the clouds. We don't know what they're taking in at the age of three months to six months. We truly don't know. So it's all a very good thing to do. I loved that you included nature in the book as well. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I found it a really, really important one because I had also seen um, with my boys that, um, well, my, my eldest son, actually, his favorite animal was a chicken. And he was very, very close to our chickens. He would pick them up. He would scratch them under their, under their chin. And, and mm-hmm. that chicken would actually close, it, close its eyes because it was so enjoying that attention. I've never seen, seen anything like it. So that's what mm-hmm. taught me as well how important, again, nature is. I think it's because... When we're in nature and we're walking and we, we have no choice but to notice and hear the trees, the winds through the leaves, uh, you know, the animals that we see. And that brings us into the moment. And that, at the end of the day, is what mindfulness meditation is about as well. We come into this moment because that's what life is about. Um, there is no time, really. There is no... Everything happens now. And if we, when mm-hmm. we are in nature... Stops and we are in exactly the perfect moment, this moment, in the now we need to be where all happiness happens. And also nature has its natural high vibrations, which helps to heal our, our bodies, our energy. Um, I'm a very strong believer, one of the exercises as well, is where when you feel sad, you go and sit in, on, your ha- um, on your hands and knees into the grass, 
forehead on the on the ground as well and you just let mother earth take all the energy which is sad away from you and she is a natural energy transformer she she will take it away she will transmute it um so that is also a, a great exercise which i love and um what i also love about this exercise about the animals and going into nature um to make it feel better is that mm-hmm. the mind actually doesn't doesn't know whether it's real or imagined because i've done that exercise in school in, and i where I said, look, if you can imagine a cat or a dog, you know, because then we use the, the CD so the whole class um, is relaxed and can hear the music as well at the same time. And um, the reactions I've had from children, honestly, are just heartwarming and, and they get such big smiles on their faces. Whilst they are just sitting there in class, they have all stories that start in their minds and they see their rabbits. And one of them said, I could actually smell my dog that passed away and he nearly cried but he that boy said and he was he was nine years old and he said to me it felt really good i look sad but i'm not mm. it's so nice to to smell him and um to feel his fur so it, it then then we come to a whole new level again where it teaches children that it never stops meaning it's it doesn't stop here with this life on earth um, you know, it, we keep going. It keeps going, life. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, and and I was really impressed because some, of course, every child is on a different level of awareness. Some children get this easier than other children, but it doesn't mean that they won't get it in time. Some some people just need a bit longer to get used to um, that type of visualizing and and mindfulness. But it is truly magical to see when you do these exercises with your child um, what a difference it makes and and how it really helps them. Well, I think, too, that children come in here, and for those of us who do energy healing work, you know, we have to learn it and Mm -hmm. experience it all over again because we lose it as we go through life. They're much closer to where they came from. Mm -hmm. They're much closer to source. So they are Mm -hmm. familiar with the energy of what that's like. And we're all made from love. Our source is love. So they're familiar with this feeling of the energy of love of who they are. So when they're doing these meditations and he's feeling his dog and he's smelling his dog, Mm -hmm. he understands innately, you know, he may not be able to express it, but he understands innately that, okay, I went, I'm going back to where I came from and it feels really good. And he's happy because energy never dies it can only be transformed it doesn't die you can't shut off energy you just can't it just transforms into something else and if we had special glasses on this planet we would see that all our loved ones who have passed over are here this planet is is crowded Mm -hmm. it is overpopulated with people who have passed so you know i think they're really close to that and it's Again, it's society and teachers and siblings and parents who take that away from children because they say, oh, you can't possibly have an invisible friend. You can't do that. You can't hear somebody or see somebody or feel. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Let them have that. Let them have that. And I think your your book allows that as well. So on so many different levels, Marie, I don't know what your thought process was when you were, you know, making the book. It was like this is going to help children to become more aware, but it does so much more than that. The awareness level is teaching them all different aspects of spirituality. And I think that's just wonderful because there's really nothing else. There is a CD and I was wondering, is the CD more like an audible book or 
is the are the meditations more guided? Is there music? What, what's on your CD, and is it used in a different way than the exercises offered in the books? Um, the CD and it has the exact same exercises as the book, but they are strung out a bit more, meaning so um, it, uh, it just explains deeper. It guides uh, the people who are listening uh, through the meditation. It just uses more words, gives more time in between the explanation for the person who's listening, for the child, for the parents to visualize um, what, what is being said. So it's just, it's the same exercises, the same goal, um, same about emotions and what can we do to make us feel better um, as, as the book, but just just in, explained in, in, in more depth um, because, of course, yeah, then you can just sit down, relax, and, and take a bit more time, really. It's, it's what you prefer, really. Some people prefer to um, read it and then do it themselves and follow the illustration that they're seeing. And some people, maybe older children, uh, will prefer to just sit back and, and follow what the voice is saying. So it, it really is what you prefer. I think in, in a classroom setting, maybe the CD would be a good way to start so that the children get used to it. And then, you know, with the book going along with it, but then you get right into just playing the CD and, and it takes care of all of them at the same time. Because sometimes if you hear someone else's voice, that's not familiar to you, like your teacher's voice or your parents' voice, you'll listen differently. Would you think, is that an accurate statement? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I think, especially at the beginning, um, for teachers who want to use this in school and they are not fully used to um, doing this type of thing, the CD is very good because it will, whilst it's on to help the children, the teacher will also learn into how this works. Right. I really like, um, what I like about the book as well, because I've had teachers when I went into school saying this, and and I, I love it, is that the book is there on the side, and maybe every morning... A different child can look through the book and decide which meditation is being done. Because because at each exercise, it gives an emotion, so very clearly. And that way, it gives a chance to all the children to express how they're feeling, to um, practice different exercises, because it's very good to practice the exercises maybe when you're not fully in the emotion, so you can get used to it. And then you know what to do when you really need it as well, if that makes sense. It does, absolutely. And I think that's a great idea. There's so many different ways to use this book in so many different, you know, areas too. I mean, you could take this to daycare centers where the children are even younger and start there, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, or hospitals, have them include it in the baby bag that goes home with the parents because really all they do is say good luck. They, yes. they should give you some kind of instructions. This is an instruction <laughs> book. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. yeah, definitely. But, because, but the thing is as well, you can, the exercise, you always have to then fully do textbook perfect. But just let the child, as long as they get in touch with this and that they, they're being fed this knowledge, and they can do it their own way. Some children find it difficult to sit still, but as long as they can see in the book how it works, and, and they might do it a bit differently, but that's fine. There is no right or wrong. There is not, oh, you have to sit still now, and why are you not, you know, oh, you have to do it like this. No, just let, it, let them do it their own way, because as long as it 
more presented, just like the example of the, the young boy who he was so angry and had no idea of this whole world of mindfulness, within minutes, he calmed down. So they will pick it up in their own way, in their own time, as long as it's being fed to them and persistent drip feed, as long as it's constantly being offered to them, eventually it will sink in. And of course, the younger they are, when, it, when, when we start feeding it to them, or the better and, and the easier it will go because we creatures of habit. Um, the, the younger they are to learn this, the, the, it will really become part of, of life, of who they are, and this is how it works. And when you do allow them to let it become their own and do it their own way, because there is absolutely no wrong way to do this, they're more open to receive more ideas and actually get more out of it. Because as you know, you can read a book once and you, you get something out of it. And then you may go back and read it again. And there are many times I've read a book a second time and thought, I didn't remember reading this at all. And I know little gnomes didn't come in in the middle of the night and change the words in the book. You know, so you pick up what you need to pick up when you get the growth first from one thing and then you're ready to receive another. So Every time you do this, it's going to build upon itself more and more, and it's going to build resilience in these children. It's going to make them resilient to things and be more proactive than reactive. So, again, on many, many levels, this book is something that can take a child from, you know, very early on, and even if a parent is reading it to a newborn, all the way through to, you know, adulthood. It truly will, even though the book is, is geared for children. I just, I think it's good for everybody, and, you know, um, I don't know. I, I I'm, was excited to get the book, and I hope other people are. The name of the book, again, is Acorns to Great Oaks, Meditations for Children. However, it is for adults as well, by Marie Delanote. And, Marie, I, we're, I'm, we're close, getting close to the top of the hour, but before we go, I would like you to please tell our listeners how they may learn more about you and your work and where they may purchase your book, Acorns to Great Oaks. Um, well, they can go to my website, mariedelanota.com. Um, I also have a website for the book, and that is acornstogreatoaks.com. And on the, um, under the um, chapter uh, buy, then there's all the different um, places where you can buy the book, uh, all the different links uh, where you can buy the book. And I will say the book is available now. And, you know, Easter's coming and it would really look pretty in a in an Easter basket because it's it's perfect for that. It looks like spring on the front, you know, so get it for your children for, you know, to put in to ask the Easter Bunny to put it in, in their Easter baskets or for a birthday gift or going back to school. There's so many ways that you can get this book to the children who need it in your life without just going out and buying it. It can be for a specific occasion. So do go out and do that. Uh, it's, it is a very, very good book. And again, it's short. It's not going to take a lot of time, but I think parents will find it will give them more time with their children in a most productive way. Definitely. Yeah. So drip feed, just continue, continue to do it. And, um, and the results will follow. Just, just don't give up. And, um, and, you know, whatever you're teaching the children, it, it goes in. I've seen that with my children as well, uh, where I, I might think, oh, no, they haven't, they haven't done this. And then one day they come out with this fabulous knowledge and, where I'm just getting all emotional, thinking, oh, my goodness, you know, it's working. Um, it's fantastic. So drip feeds continue this, this, this 
great knowledge and, and awareness. And um, I'll say let's, let's change the world because I believe we can. I believe we can, too, and I thank you so much for taking time from England to, to join us tonight. I really appreciate your efforts, and uh, just hold on the line just for a little bit longer, Marie, and I'll be right with you, okay? Oh, it was a pleasure. Thank you very much. I, I really enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, listeners, we need you to spread the word. We know you enjoy what you hear on Energy Awareness Radio, so please share it with your friends. We live in a very challenging and constantly changing world, and that's why I have the guests that I do, to keep you apprised so you won't get lost in the dross of life. We need to stay aware so we can navigate easily and live the life we are meant to live productively, healthfully, and purposefully. This is where you find the tools to do just that. So send the link for this show to everyone you know and let them have the same opportunity that you just had so they may learn and grow and make the world a better place for all. On behalf of everyone here at Energy Awareness Radio, I'd like to thank all of our listeners for tuning in. My name is T-Love, and I hope you'll be back next week for another great show here at Energy Awareness Radio. For more information about me, please visit my website, quantumwellness.org. You'll find an archive list of past shows, the lineup for upcoming shows, as well as information about other upcoming events I'll be hosting, including my sound healing concerts and labyrinth walks. Please check out Soji Huggles Children's Foundation. Every dollar of every donation directly supports children in need 100%. We are run solely by volunteers. There are no salaries, no stipends, no compensation of any kind to anyone. And you can learn about our fundraising campaigns, and you can see exactly where the money goes and how it helps kids in need. At Soji Huggles, we are investing in a brighter tomorrow by giving them a better today. And thank you for taking time to visit our website, SojiHuggles.org. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter at NRG Aware Radio and at Soji Huggles. I am your host, T Love, here at Energy Awareness Radio, intending you and yours a most wonderful week. Remember, living from your heart is quite easy. You need only give thanks to do so. Take care and stay well. When I remember how I'm blessed, grateful, grateful, truly grateful I am. Grateful, grateful, truly blessed and truly Within a city.
It's not a hand. 